Hey, 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 hey. I can guarantee that you will hear that tomorrow night at the Prudential Center in dirty fucking Jersey as the New York Rangers will take on the Devils in the first round. But that is not what is going on tonight. Decaholics, welcome. This is Monday, the 17th of April. And tonight begins the quest for Lord Stanley's Cup. It's very simple. 16 wins gets you one rent-a-trophy. But one rent-a-trophy, may I remind you all, that is the most prized possession in sports. Yeah, it is. Gotta give it back. You only get one day with the cup. They shouldn't give anybody a day with the cup. It robs it, they dump it, it's been dropped a couple times. Like, it just, it just, listen. Get everybody a second version of it. Give them a replica. The replica may not be obviously as worth as much as the real one, but at least you get to have that. But forever your name will go on it if you win it. That's pretty cool. In history, for years to come, it will be on there. This is round one here of the playoffs, quarterfinals here, and and sometimes this is the most dangerous round, especially with the new playoff format. That there are, it, you know, it's not really a good chance. There is a two-three matchup that you will face a division rival, and then that we will see that in just a few minutes. But I gotta say that our pal Ney is joining us today on this special edition show for you, episode one twenty-four because. Last episode yesterday with the basketball episode on 123, there was no way that that could be a half episode. There was a lot of stuff that came at you guys yesterday, and there's going to be even more coming at you today. So you had a mental break from all the knowledge that you learned yesterday, all the new music that you learned with Metallica's new album, and Nay's just going to chime in with who she thinks is going to win these series. Now, don't forget to fill out your NHL Bracket Challenge we will have that up for you for the, from the Deacon & Co. show. You guys who do it with us in the past have known. Newcomers are more than welcome to join. And for anybody who guesses the correct Stanley Cup Finals, don't worry about the total goals. I will give a $25 gift card to NHL.com so you can purchase something. Hopefully your team is in the Stanley Cup and just won it that you can turn around and buy a Stanley Cup t-shirt. But... As we start off, we're going to start off with the Metropolitan Division and the Atlantic Division in the East. The Atlantic Division will start off with the Boston Bruins, who are record breakers this year, and a lot of people are calling them frauds, me being one of them. Teams that tend to have a great regular season do not do well in the postseason. I want to be right on this. There's no way I want to be wrong and see the Boston Bruins win the Stanley Cup, but I really don't think it's going to happen. I also don't think that anybody from the West is going to win the Stanley Cup because of how stacked the East is. They're going to host wild card number two, the Florida Panthers. And these teams have played four times in the regular season because they're division rivals. All right, So now you're going to see already one division rival matchup. And in the first round, everybody in the East is playing a division rival. Can't say the same for the West, but all four matchups in the East will consist of a team that has played within the division prior. Now, as they turn around tonight and play this game tonight with Boston and Florida, also tonight on the East is the Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes, and then the two games at West, and we'll get to those in just a second. But the Boston Bruins... And the Florida Panthers. Now, can the Panthers turn around and win this series? Well, they can. 
and it's going to start off with some of the things that they do well, all right? Goals, four. Panthers are six in the NHL, 3.5 goals per game, while Boston is second in the NHL with 3.7 per game. Well, the way you're going to beat Boston is you're going to play defense and you're going to shut them down. You're going to score goals. Top goalie in the league, sure. But any goalie can be beat. Goals against Boston, as I just said, top goalie in the league. Their goals against average per game is 2.1 for the Bruins, while the Panthers give up 3.3 a game, which is 21st. On the power play percentage is... Really, the big difference here of what's going to win series for teams, uh, they can't compete on the power play with a man advantage, and there's no chance for you to beat a team like Boston. So Boston, 22.2% is 12th, while the Panthers have 22.8, which is 10th. So it's very important that the Panthers have their power play working. Shutouts, uh, three uh, for the Florida Panthers is 17th in the NHL, while Boston has seven between their two great goalies. And that's third in the NHL. So, do the teams compare well versus each other? Well, I don't really think so. But, again, this is almost like a wild card scenario in football. Where you got a team who all the pressure is on a team like Boston. Panthers have nothing to lose. You're playing the best team. Sorry, you draw the shortest draw. But now this is a team that you've owned two times in the regular season. Alright? And... The Bruins have cooled off just a tad in the second half of the season. So one point that I wanted to make up, or not make up, but bring up here, is that these two teams haven't played since January. That's a long time ago, especially in sports. A lot of changed. I think that somehow the Florida Panthers are going to find a way to win one game, and Boston's going to beat them in five. Nay, what are your thoughts on Boston and the Panthers? I think they beat them in four. Who? The Panthers beat Boston at four? No. <laughs> Boston is the pick here. Now, on to the other game that's going on tonight, and this is for the Metropolitan Division. The number one seed for that division, which is all fucked up with wild card ones and twos and sevens here. But Carolina is basically what they're doing here is facing a two seven matchup, but it's they're, they won the Metro, and wild card one would have been the Islanders. Well, it is the Islanders, unfortunately. So these guys have played each other four times in a regular season, all right? The Carolina Hurricanes have won three out of the four matchups, including a matchup that was most recent, 2-1 at home in Carolina. So let's see where these guys stand off against each other. All right, The uh, goals uh, per game for the Islanders that they score is three per game, so that's 22nd in the NHL. The Hurricanes score 3.2 a game, that is 15th in the NHL. Now, here's a big one, and, and this is really, really close. The, the Islanders only let up 2.6 goals per game, which is 5th in the NHL, but the Hurricanes let up 2.5 per game, which is 2nd only behind Boston. So the power play here, not very good for either team. The Islanders ranked 30th in the NHL at 15.8% on the power play, 19.8% for the Carolina Hurricanes is 20th. Now, shutouts. This is one thing that these guys do very well is they score and they protect the lead, both of these teams. Uh, the Islanders ra uh, racked in eight this season, which uh, puts them second in the NHL in shutouts, while Carolina ranked nine, which put them at first. So this is a very even matchup, despite what the points records are. All right. Now, what I need to happen is that the Islanders were to lose this series. I think this is going to be a really tough series for Carolina and let these two beat the shit out of each other because the winner of New Jersey and the Rangers are going to play whoever wins the Islander-Carolina series. 
That's just the way it's set up. And uh, realistically, if the Islanders pull the upset, they should be going to play Boston, but not in the new format. So Carolina is going to pull us out in seven games. The Islanders are going to be a tough team for them. And despite what had happened in the regular season with the 3-1 victories uh, for them, with Carolina winning both games in New York, I just see that the Islanders are going to fall short on this one. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Fishstick Nation. I'm sorry. Nay, what's your uh, thoughts on that Islander-Carolina series? I think it's going to be a tough one. I mean, Carolina is pretty strong of a team. And the Islanders are hot right now. So it's going to be a tough matchup. I think it's going to go to seven. With who winning? I'm going with Hurricanes. Now, you know, they just brought up a good point there, and she's going to have her little uh, 10, 15-second inputs here on the rest of the episode. But um, to be honest with you, it is really all about the team who comes in hot. And Carolina, you know, losing a slew of games at the end of the season there, the Islanders only lost one in their last final six. So to, to turn around and say that the Islanders are not the hotter team coming in here would be wrong, but things change and people get that extra gear in the playoff that you don't see. I don't think the Islanders are a good enough team to even qualify for the playoffs, yet alone walk in and pull an upset on this series. Thank you. The other two series that are in the Metropolitan and the Atlantic are the Carolina... Oh, sorry. Carolina. Carolina. See, I'm already cranked up about the Islanders. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay had played three times versus the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. And I got to tell you, Decoholics that Toronto won two out of three games in a series. If you recall last year, this series went to seven games. Now, things have changed last year. Uh, Also in the same position that they were in a year ago, being that Tampa Bay was the three and Toronto was the two. But Toronto had a three-game, had a big lead on this the whole time. Went up, uh, you know, each time it had an opportunity to solidify their ticket to the next round. Now, I'm not going to say anything bad about the Leafs. I know a lot of people who are Leafs fans and probably some people that listen to this show. All right. But the thing is, is that Toronto, they're the biggest choke artist in the NHL history. Uh, In the last two series that they have played, even prior to last year's, all right, they had very, very big leads in them and blew both of them, including up 3-0 on Boston two times ago that they were in the playoffs, which was... 2012, and a 3-0 lead on Boston, okay, and they blew it. They blew it. Boston came back and did the reverse sweep on them, only to sweep the Rangers in the next round. (laughs) So, how do I know this? Well, I was paying attention to this series, because that was the time that Nay and I went to our first Game 7, and we listened to that Toronto-Boston game on the radio to find out who the Rangers would play in the next round. True story really is. Um, I don't give a shit what happens in the in the regular season. I really don't, all right? And I don't care if a team owns a team. I don't care if a team can't win on the road, can't do this, all right? Um, Tampa Bay is going to win this series, all right? I'm going to tell you how they match up in just a second because Tampa Bay's got the experience and they have the best goalie in the league. I don't know what people are thinking when they said that, that, that Boston's goalie, Olmark, is the best goalie. Well, I'm sorry. Vasilevsky uh, knows how to get it done. And if there's a Game 7 where, where Andre Vasilevsky, goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning, has to start in Toronto, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to bet the house that Vasilevsky wins that game. The guy's never lost a Game 7. And 
in the game sevens that he had faced, nay, he's not letting up one goal. He shut every team out in game sevens. So if you're going to beat Tampa, Toronto, you better do it in six. Because if it's a game seven, there is absolutely no way that you are winning that game. And I don't care if you have home ice or not, which they do. Tampa Bay will win this series. Uh, goals. These guys are very, very close in the ranking here with goals. Uh, 3.4 per game is eighth for the uh, for the Lightning, while in ninth with 3.4 is the Leafs. Goals against uh, Leafs have them uh, seventh in the NHL. They only let up 2.7 per game, while 14th at 3.0 for the Lightning. Now, I don't think that number it really um, should really matter uh, for the. I would say 70% of the season, uh, Tampa Bay had letting up a bunch of high goals in the later end of the season that might have spiked that back a little bit. But take a look at the playoff stats, trust me. Power play percentage here, which is, again, a big deal, like I had said to you. Second in the league goes to the Leafs at 26% on the power play. They are super deadly. But right behind them at 25.4 and third are the Lightning. So just as equally as dangerous when the Lightning strikes. Shutouts here, a 7th in the NHL and 4th. So 4th for the Lightning at 6 and 7th with 5 for the Leafs. You guys know my thoughts on this one in regards to the Leafs taking this in 7 games, whatever it may be, but I think that you're going to see a different side of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Everybody counts them out, Nate, not me. Who do you got, Toronto or Tampa? I got Tampa because last year... They were the ones that knocked us out, and I think that they're the stronger team. They're no longer New York South, but they still are a very strong and capable team to knock out the Maple Leafs, and I'll say that in six. Nice. Um. Yeah, the, no more NYR South. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think there's any remaining Rangers that are on that squad, Um. but it doesn't matter. Uh, this so team's strong. got experience, and they got the goalie. They got Stamkos. They got Hedman. They they, they have they uh, some good shots in all the time. Kucherov and just a tough, tough team. Trust me, tough, tough team. Uh, Dirty Jersey here is the other game in the East in the Metro, and that is the number two seed facing the number three seed. New York Rangers traveling to play the New Jersey Devils. And the New Jersey Devils have taken the season series here against the Rangers 3-1. to one. Every game that was played between the two of these teams in all four games, uh, the team that was trailing in the game came back to win each time. And the turnaround point of... These two hate each other that much. It was a couple of them games where they were they were down two nothing or more, and the teams have come back. But we're not going to see that. And I'll be very surprised if we see a lot of high scoring games out of this series. Okay, but I do feel here that these teams, uh, you know, especially the the Devils, were were basically um, built and stacked for this moment. Now, you could turn around and say the same thing about the Rangers, about the rental players that they brought in with Patrick Kane and Tarasenko, but these guys have played really, really well, and then the healthy Rangers team is going to make a very deep run. But in the Eastern Conference, I do feel that there are going to be some things that happen, and they're going to be all about matchups. 
we may not have to play Boston. We might not have to play Carolina. We might not have to play some of these other tough teams. So my toughest round right now for the Rangers is this round right here. We have to find a way to get through this round in less than seven games and get some rest. The one thing that the Rangers had done last year and in the years prior in their cup run in 2014, they have not got rest. They played the most games over the course of these playoff spans than any other team. So beating these other teams before the seventh game mark is critical. How these two match up versus each other? Well, 3.5 goals a game for the Devils is fourth in the NHL, and 3.3 is 12th for the Rangers. Goals against, Devils give up 2.7 a game, which is eighth, but the Rangers only give up 2.6 a game, which is fourth. Power play, a little bit of a difference here. 21.9% is 13th for the Devils, while the Rangers are ranked in the top 10 at 7th with 24.1 on the power play. 10, uh, 10th in the NHL tied both of these teams with four shutouts apiece for each of their goalies. Well, it, it's going to come down to the goalie scenario here. And if we get the same Igor that we got last year, um, then it's going to be a very long spring and a very enjoyable one for Ranger fans. Nay, what's your thoughts on that series? I think I agree with you when it comes to... Shesterkin, if he's on his game, then he's the iron wall that we need to win the series. Okay, so you're taking the Rangers? I'm taking the Rangers. Why wouldn't I take the Rangers? You're an Islander fan? <laughs> yeah, I, I smack talk about them. Sure, I'm an Islanders fan. No, I'm definitely going to go with the Rangers, and I'm going to, I think that's going to have to go to game seven, which means that we're going to Jersey, baby. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, unfortunately, yep. And, uh, you know, it just when, you, when you're looking at the overall perspective here of, you know, the rivalries of the first round, uh, listen, believe me, these are all rivalries. These teams play each other multiple times a year, and even with the new format and the new transformations of the divisions, Toronto and Tampa don't like each other. I'll tell you that. When you keep beating a team over and over in a play, Playoffs, it's kind of like smacking your head against a brick wall of each time, let's go out and get this player, that player, and do this. And meanwhile, <laughs> you can't fucking do anything because you're in the same result as you are last year. Well, you know, it is what it is. So uh, it's going to be fun. So now bring us over into the Central uh, and the Pacifics in the West here. And, and I mean, there's a lot of good hockey. And, and West Coast hockey is a different, intense game uh, to watch. Uh, but you, you turn around here, and uh, it's it's a little little weird tonight. Uh, that you don't have the one, either one of the number one seeds playing tonight, but meanwhile there is one playing, uh, you know, tonight for the East, uh, or rather both of them playing for the East. So I guess it's some type of, um, I guess you you get you get all right the first pick of who wants to play on game uh, day one or whatever it is. But uh, starting us off, uh, we have the Vegas Knights. Uh, they're going to play the. Winnipeg Jets, all right. So Vegas being the high seed coming out of out of the West, all right. They played the Winnipeg Jets three times this year. They're not in the same division, so that's why they don't play each other four times. Although Tampa and Toronto only played three times, they're in the same division, but doesn't matter on that aspect. Three zero sweep for the. Winnipeg Jets there being swept three times by the Knights. Now, listen, two of these three games were in overtime, but here's another thing, all right? The last time that these two have played each other was December. 
Okay? So it was a long time ago now, meaning that we're in April, almost May. So let's see where they rank up against each other. All right? Um, Vegas averages 3.3 goals a game. That's 14th in the NHL, where there is 3.0 put in a game, 21st for Winnipeg. Goals against 11th for the uh, Vegas Knights at 2.7, and 2.7 and 10th would be the Winnipeg Jets. So I get don't really know how the tiebreaker works there, being that they have the same goals against, but I'm sure it makes sense for a reason. Power play percentage, these guys are in the kind of the back end. Uh, 20.3% is 18th for Vegas, and 19.3% on the power play, 23rd for Winnipeg. Shutouts, 3 is 17th for Vegas, and 4 is another tie for 10th in Winnipeg. Now, listen, I could come on here and, and do the obvious answer of saying what who's going to win this series, Vegas or Winnipeg, and pick Vegas. But the thing is, is that we don't know what kind of team is going to come out with Winnipeg. They're also another team that's been hot and had to fight to get in. That being said, I still like Vegas to win in six games. <laughs> I'm going against you. I'm going to go say Winnipeg Jets win in six games. Oh, all right, cool. Coming in hot. Vegas... Vegas is iffy. Well, it's the debut uh, for a guy that the NHL wanted in the playoffs, Jack Eichel. Big trade, came over from Buffalo to Vegas, and he's had a career year. Boy's excited. So that's why they gave him an extra day off to keep, keep his not his nerves calm. But tomorrow night, Mr. Eichel's going to put one in, and Vegas is going to go up one nothing. We'll see. Now, the other game, the other number one seed here, which, again, this is like a 2-7 here, is the... Colorado Avalanche playing the Seattle Kraken, Kraken, whatever you want to call them. And this is the expansion team that came in last year. And um, I cannot tell you anybody who's on this squad. Uh, I really, I don't know much about this team and how they did it. But they had a very hot start. Then they cooled off, were out of a spot in the playoffs, and then found a way to get back in it here. Um, This is not easy matchup that they have here going against the defending Stanley Cup champions. And until somebody beats Colorado... Colorado is still a team to beat in the West. Um, losing a couple of big pieces here uh, for Colorado, but uh, goalie change, and then they bring in a better goalie than they had last year. I don't know why anybody would want to leave a Stanley Cup team that, that they won the Cup for and had this Avalanche team in front of them. But Kemper left, and who did they bring in? Alexander Georgiev, backup for Igor Shostarkin. Mm-hmm. Well, people, let me tell you something about uh, Alexander Georgiev, all right? He turned around and backed up Henrik Lundqvist, and he did a fucking phenomenal job. He did an even better job backing up Igor Shosturkin, and the Colorado Avalanche are really lucky to have him as a goaltender. Going to make a deep run for the Avalanche, absolutely, but let's see where it starts off here, okay? So in their league ranking, 3.3 goals a game is 10th for the Avalanche. Surprising 3.5 here is 4th for the Kraken. Goals against, 2.7 is 9th in the NHL for Colorado, while Seattle lets in 3 a game, which is 14th. On the power play, very, very cut, clear, big difference here. 19.8% is 21st for the Kraken, while the Avalanche are deadly on the power play at 24.5%. Shutouts go to the Avalanche with 6, that is 4th in the NHL, and 17th with 3 for the Kraken. Well, I mean, there's no way I'm going against Colorado in this. It's just a matter of how many games. And I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but I think it's going to end in five games, Colorado being on top of this one. What's your thoughts on that one, Seattle and Colorado? Uh, I think it's Colorado all the way. 
Nice. Uh, we'll stay here in the central here, and this is probably going to be my this is going to be my input here for the game or series of the uh, first round. And this one is also going on tonight, and I can't wait to watch this one. Um, this is the basically the two and three seed, or this or what they want to do. They want to call it six and four because of the matchup here. So this is like your four five matchup if you're following along. If you didn't get confused on all that bullshit. Uh, the Dallas Stars are playing the Minnesota Wild. Uh, th this is unbelievable. So the season series between these guys was taken by the Minnesota Wild three games to one. But here's the thing, Decaholics. Every single one of those games covered the over, okay? And they were all decided in a shootout. So... This is going to be a very, very tight, close series here. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's very tough to beat this Dallas team. All right? And uh, it's very tough to beat this Minnesota team. You got the old stars playing the new stars. Yes. Dallas stars came from Minnesota. If you all recall, they used to be the Minnesota North Stars. Now the Minnesota Wild, old stars, new stars. So... Uh, I, this is going to be tough for me. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to take every single team that's the home team that's got home advantage because that's not the case here. But I, I, I'm going to take Minnesota to win this series. Okay, and Minnesota to win this series. All right, and uh, they. Let me tell you, they. They really. They. They don't. They're not far matched up off against each other. All right, so three point four goals per game for. The Stars is 7th in the NHL, while 2.9 is 23rd for the Wild. Goals against, though, 2.6 is 3rd for Stars, while 2.6 tie breaker there against is 6th. So I'm assuming, again, that something had to be going against or power play goals or whatever they're ranking it is there that they're counting it to have the same number there that are tied. One's 3rd, one's 6th. Power play. 25% is 5th for the Stars. 21.4 is 15th for the Wild. Shutouts, another tie here. Dallas is 4th uh, with 6th and 7th in the NHL for the Wild with 5. So, this could go either way. This is going to be a grinding, long series. This is going to go 7 games, but I do see the Minnesota Wild finding a way to knock out Dallas and the higher seed there. Nay, what's your thoughts on that one? I don't know. I think it's going to be a tough one. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Um, I think the Dallas Stars are going to do it because I, I think that they're a stronger team versus the Wild. The Wild hasn't been as strong as the Dallas Stars have been. Yeah, this is your matchup, your division matchup for the Central. So these teams have played each other four times this year, and they and they are. This is going to be a hard hitting series, and this is this and. The Devils and the Rangers series, again, these are two big-time rivalries. Uh, the, those are going to be the best two series to watch. This one from the West and for the East for the uh, Rangers and the Devils. It's always be the best great one. when it's a rivalry like that. I feel like the world just kind of, like, juices up for that. It also makes you hate the team more if you lose. Yeah. And that's, and you know, it's it's just, it, it is, it is, people get more cranked up for this. But there is a potential chance here to see a New York second round. And, and I mean, that would be really good for the people of New York who, I mean, every, I'm going to tell you this right now, that every bar on Long Island and every bar in New York will be fucking slammed for every one of those games for the people that don't go because of how big the Islander Ranger rivalry is. So if this is really all about the rivalries, which I agree with you it is, then we might see an upset round one and see the Islanders, but I can't see it happening. If that happens, I I really feel like those ticket prices are going to be tripled. Yeah, that and, and the fact that I feel like I, I really don't want to watch the series. 
I don't want. I don't want to deal with the Islander fans, and they are the. And I, I, I tweeted about this the other day, you and tweet I tweet about it all the time. And and I got, I got a lot of feedback on this one. A lot of people. Then I'm surprised that nobody really said anything back. But I saw that the the activity on the tweet itself had too many, too much activity on it because they they made it a purpose to tell me Twitter. Uh, thanks, Elon Musk. That was a great addition that you added. That I need to know how many people are looking at my tweets. Fucking jerk off. But nevertheless, I wrote that the Islanders are the worst fan base in the NHL. And they are. They have no class, the fucking Islander fans, and they're pieces of shit. So with this, I want to tell you something, all right? That if in the event that the Islanders will play the Rangers in the second round, that every one of those fucking games I will be wearing my shirt out, okay? 1983, last cup you'll ever see. That's dedicated to all you Islander fans. Moving on to the last matchup here, and I think this is another fucking great matchup here. Uh, The... Number two, three in the Pacific, all right? These guys know each other, played each other twice in the regular season, okay? Each visitor won both of these games. No home team won this game. The LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers. This is an amazing series to watch. Connor McDavid versus Andre Kopitar, and this is going to be a really, really great series. So let's take a look at how these guys match up against each other, okay? It's a very close matchup here, all right? Goals for game. 3.3 is 10th for the LA Kings, and 4.0 is first in the NHL for the Oilers. They score the most out of any other team. Goals against, though, they're right next to each other, 16th and 17th at 3.1. Power play percentage here, again, right near each other. Edmonton's got the number one power play in the NHL with 32.4%. That's pretty fucking high. 25.3% for the LA Kings, and shutouts, Edmonton only had two, which is 23rd in the NHL, while the LA Kings had 17th with three. So on this one, this one's tough for me. Everybody wants to see Connor McDavid win a cup, but let me explain something to you, all right? Connor McDavid is one man. You shut him down, and then you got his buddy Dreisaitl. You get those guys shut down and controlled and only allow one line or whatnot to shoot the puck, then the LA Kings will win this series. This is going seven, and I'm going with the Kings. I think the Kings and the Rangers are going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals once again this year. That's a good one. I like that rematch. I would love for the Kings to meet up with the Rangers for sure. And get smacked because there will be a different outcome with yes. this team. But the LA Kings are dangerous. and they are They're the, a tough team. They're coached by Todd McCullen, who is the former coach of the Sharks. And this team has experienced veteran leadership. But although they're without their, their goalie that beat the Rangers years ago, Jonathan Quick, the LA Kings are still a dangerous team. This is going to go seven. This is going to be a tough series. This could go either way. This is the flip of a coin. These are two division rivals, but I think the Kings pull it out and they play the Rangers in the Stanley Cup Finals. The other team that I have going to the Stanley Cup Finals, if not the uh, LA Kings, is the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and despite what may <laughs> may what name may think about them <laughs> and picking the Winnipeg Jets there, uh, Vegas is a very good team, and uh, I just don't. Honestly, see- it doesn't even matter who wins all the other ones. The Kings are going to make it to the end. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just you know, it, it's it's very tough to make it and win these games, and and it really, you know, to to even compete well, and not be only there. That is that. If you're not playing to game five or game six and you're sweeping some of these teams or you're you're done early, you're waiting around and you're resting. And sometimes it's better to be hot and to continue throughout the whole series than it is to be having that downtime to recoup. 
Yeah, the, nobody wrote anything down, Decaholics. I didn't give a script. That was all hard. That was, that was, I want to give you a round of applause for that. Because that was that was pretty good. Because that we was all pretty know good. that the Rangers are better when they keep playing. If they have a downtime, they they usually don't do well with like practicing and coming back to playing. They need to keep going to Game 6 or Game 7. Yeah, and, and with the exception of the Colorado Avalanche last year in the Stanley Cup Finals where they were waiting around because of the Rangers in their long series with Tampa Bay, and they finished off in four of the, front, the third round. I, I mean, look, the, it comes down to really the hot team and the hot goalie, and we're going to see a lot of good action. we got the, some of those. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of good action in the first round and, and, and depth. And what I mean by depth is that a team that's going to come out here and they're going to make it to the final round, all right, um, agreeance with Nay about the resting and whatnot. Also, the fact of the matter is is that you need four lines that can play the game of hockey. And the Rangers now have that. Yeah. The Rangers have Some a Some of their the third uh, line is better sometimes than the other four. Yeah. And when, when the, you're getting contribution from all four lines, it takes a little off of the star players. And gives them a little relief knowing that they don't have to have that pressure of performing every game. And that's an excellent feeling to have that. Because in the games leading up to the end, there may not have been a game where the star players have done their thing. But with the Rangers, that's not the case. It's everybody who steps up on a different night. And that's where I'm going to leave it. And I hope you all get a chance to really enjoy this round of the playoffs because this is probably the most competitive round that you'll see. In the meantime, make sure you do the bracket challenge. I'm sure it's going to be open till the end of round one. It's on our Twitter page, Deacon and Co. Show, and it will be on our Instagram page, Deacon and Co. Show. If you can't have any of those options, Show at gmail.com, and we will get you the link. It's fun to compete against some of the Deacaholics, and I, I would like to say... I don't want to say it out loud and say the experts, but the experts. <laughs> so, that being said, Deacon and Nay are out.